If you have been struggling to get sales from your design work or understanding what you really need to do to make money, I have the workshop for you. On September 23rd, I'm hosting my first ever profitable designer workshop. This one day, three hour workshop is only $97, but I have a discount for all my podcast listeners. Go to KarinaGardnerCourses.com slash profit and put in the code podcast for $50 off. I can't wait to see you more profitable. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. I think you have heard the phrase, we are what we eat. I think that basically means that I'm made of spaghetti and Chinese food. based on that. Um, I also believe we are what we do. So I've been thinking about this a lot just because I have design suite members who have imposter syndrome. I talk to designers and creatives all the time who have a little bit of imposter syndrome. And the truth is, if we internalize what we do, we should be able to get rid of imposter syndrome. Let me explain what I mean. Okay, so... I, um, a few years back, took up running. I ran cross country in high school, but I was terrible at it. Um, I really just wanted a sport on my college application, so I did for a season cross country. I was probably better than I thought, but I didn't feel like I was very good. And I didn't love running, and I also was a kid who can't, couldn't really afford like really good shoes or anything, okay? So in my 30s, I took up some running again, okay? And once again, I was just so, so at it, and it was fine. Well, a few years ago, I took up running again, and this time, instead of just running, I um, I decided I was going to do a half marathon, which is a little bit crazy for me because I was like, I like running 13 miles just seems like kind of, I'm getting a little bit older, like, I don't know if it's going to be great for my joints. Anyway, I decided to do it anyway, okay? And before that moment, even though I had run in high school, and I had run a bit in my 20s, and now I was running in my 30s, I did not consider myself a runner, okay? Not until I signed up for that first half marathon. And what happened was, I started running um, four days a week, Okay, so very consistently, and I trained for this half marathon. Well, the first day I ran, I would not have considered myself a runner, right? I wouldn't have been like, oh my gosh, I'm a runner, okay? But by the 90th time I had put on my shoes and gone running, I was starting to think of myself as a runner because I was like, I do this. I do this four to five, sometimes seven days a week, like I was walking and running, how am I not a runner? I started to identify myself as a runner, not all the way, but like just like that that little bit of inkling, like, oh my gosh, I think I'm a runner. And then I went and did my first half marathon. And then I did my second one a few months later. And for the first time ever, I identified, like my identity was one with the idea that I was a runner. 
Why? Because I had ran a couple of half marathons, because I ran a few times a week. Now, granted, you guys, I am not a fast runner. I am a very slow, consistent runner. That's what you'll get from me. And I was okay with that because for me, the most important part was that I was getting exercise and I was getting healthy, right? Um, And I think this story absolutely pertains to people who are either becoming makers, crafters, or designers. When you do something every day, okay, or artists, that's another one, when you do something every day, slowly and surely, you start to identify yourself as whatever it is you're doing, right? If you are cutting and crafting on your silhouette machine every day, then you are going to think of yourself as a crafter, right? Or a paper designer or a paper crafter, right? There's going to be some identity there that you're going to attach to. If you sew every day or sew three times a week and you're making beautiful quilts and every Christmas you're handing out quilts to all of your grandchildren or your children, how do you identify? You identify as a quilter, right? You know, someone who's actually sewing the stuff and giving it away. So for designers, especially new designers, it's hard to identify as a designer. Why? Because you haven't been doing it long enough. That's the only reason why, you guys. So the more you design, the more often you design, guess what's going to happen? You're going to slowly and surely start to identify as a designer, okay? And I think this is really the best way to offset imposter syndrome. I think new designers kind of feel like, well, I don't design that much. I don't do that much. I haven't sold anything. Yeah, so you're not going to feel 100% like a designer. But if you're in some online shops and you start selling some stuff, maybe you get a manufacturer deal, maybe you get a fabric deal, how are you going to identify as a designer, right? You know, I don't love the words fake it until you make it because I think what you do every day is not fake, right? If you are designing every day and then making money off those designs, you are a designer. If you are making art every day, you're an artist. Now, you might be a poor artist if you haven't sold anything, but that might be where your identity lies. And the more art you make the better you will become. And eventually, maybe if you're a fine artist, then you can start selling that art, right? And that's going to make you even more identify as an artist or a maker or a crafter or a designer, okay? So you guys get what I'm trying to dish out here. The bottom line is do the thing that you want your identity to be, okay? If you want to be a great mom, you work hard at being a good mom every day. Okay. If you want to be a great, trying to think of something else, accountant, I've never wanted to be a great accountant, you guys, but whatever your career is or whatever, a great cook, that's another one. Okay. If you want to be a great cook, then you're trying recipes a few times a week or once a week. Okay. And eventually you'll be a great cook. I was not a great cook when I first married my husband and I made in horrible quantities because I'm the oldest of six kids. So I made horribly big quantities because I had no idea how to feed only two people. I only knew how to feed eight people. (laughs) So 
What we do is we learn and we grow into the things we want to learn and grow in. Okay, right? Um, How many times do we hear the stories of like people who were not very good at things and then they become fabulous at it, like just amazing at it because they were so not good at it that they spent a lot of time garnering skill in that activity so that they could be really good at it. Okay, so... The lesson for today, the training for today, and hopefully the confidence I may give you today is that literally you can become anything if you just do it enough, right? Just do it and do it and do it, okay? And eventually you will make it to the point where your identity can't be separated from the thing that you're doing. The things that we're doing create patterns And those patterns become part of our identity. Um, I was just thinking of another thing. Okay, so I am someone who used to be kind of a night owl. Not on purpose, but because my husband's a night owl. And I wanted to spend time with him, so I'd stay up late and I would work late. And a few years back, I switched my entire timeline. And it took me a couple of months to do this. And I slowly moved my nighttime routine back. And I started waking up earlier and earlier and earlier. And it took me, you guys, it took me a while and I'm not perfect at it. I still wibble and wobble. Is that a word? I wibble and wobble all over the place. Like this summer, I've been having trouble getting teenagers to bed before 10 o'clock or someone has to go get them or whatever. And so then I'm not waking up till six, but I identify as someone who wakes up early and I like to get up at five if I can. Honestly, if I could move my schedule to wake up at 4 a.m., I really would, okay? But five... 515 or so is like my perfect wake up time. And if I can get that, like I feel awesome. And the crazy thing is six feels like a late wake up now, which is what I've been doing the last couple of weeks this summer. And I wish I would move back up to five. I got up to five at five today. Um, but I identify as someone who wakes up early to work. Okay. But it's only because I've been doing it for a couple of years now, right? And I'll get off beat. In fact, during COVID, like I went through a period at the beginning of COVID um, in March of 2020 where I was waking up at five every day. And then like something happened. My schedule got really bumped. Everything got messed up. And I reverted back. I totally reverted back for a couple of months. And then I had to slowly but surely shift my schedule forward. Now, would I do this if this is something destructive? No. I do it because I know it's good for me. I do my best work in the morning. It's very, very clear that I enjoy it. And I love that alone time first thing in the morning. Like it like energizes me. You guys would not believe it, but I am actually an introvert. (laughs) I'm up here. I love to talk. I love to be with people, but I'm actually an introvert. And in that I get all of my energy from being alone. That's why I chose to be a designer. I like designing by myself, alone. That's where I get all of my energy, okay? And so I love that 5 a.m. because from 5 to 7 or 8, depending on when my kids get up in the summertime, I am totally alone, gathering all my energy for the day. And if I can get a certain amount of work done and have that energy re-energized, when when my kids wake up, I can give. Like I have it in me to give, and I am grateful for that because I need that. I need the ability because that makes that makes me a better mom, right? So you have to know yourself 
And you also have to build the patterns that will make you successful. And for me, it's identifying as an early morning waker upper. (laughs) That's what gets me going. Okay. Um, And it's hard because there are lots of times I want to stay up late and I want to hang out. And sometimes I do. And then I dearly pay for it. Okay. And that's okay. It happens once in a while. Um, You have to be flexible with yourself. Okay. All right. I hope this was helpful for you. Um, If you want to learn more about me, you can go check me out at KarinaGardner.com. I also want to encourage you to leave me a review. We're still in the first month of this podcast. It's been so fun. I'm like really enjoying it. I love being with you and hopefully bringing joy to your life and that you're getting a little bit of creativity and excitement and doing all the wonderful things. So um, if you want to leave me a review, please do so. It really helps me. It helps this podcast. So it gets in front of the ears of lots of people. And I will talk to you soon. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.